22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Greetings, one and all, even for those of us who I won't name any names who think that we're always corny. Welcome to the corn resistant edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Episode 115, I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me, as always, is the man who was a sucker for a good pun, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. By the way, I took the liberty of fertilizing your caviar. <laughs> Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> and the other regular here is the man who's a sucker for a dick and fart joke. Ready? You're not supposed to hear that. <laughs> RT Square, Rob the Tech. When a computer overheats, it freezes. <laughs> God. Yeah. Think about yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been making sense recently. Only that's, recently? That's sad for you. <laughs> oh, he's been, he's been making sense. We just don't like to admit it. All right. So we're, we're just going to cut right to it. Today, we're going to be whisked into the MCU and discuss the new Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok. I, I couldn't find a way of saying it. It just seems so metal, the name. Just stop. Just stop. Wait, you telling me just stop? Just stop. Wow. Okay. And wow. now. The quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. Ooh, thanks. What the fuck? And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Death. <laughs> Is this the shortened version of the show? <laughs> what the hell? All right. Former television star and veteran stage actor Robert Guillaume died on October 24th. Guillaume was best known to TV audiences for his portrayal of the household butler Benson on the ABC nighttime comedy Soap from 1977 to 1979 before getting his own spinoff simply titled Benson, which ran for seven seasons from 1979 to 1986. Guillaume also voiced the mandrel Rafiki in Disney's The Lion King. Yes. Guillaume died from prostate cancer, surrounded by friends and family at his home in Los Angeles, California. He was 89. Oh, man. Robert Guillaume. Yeah. What a talent. Yeah. yeah. I saw a clip of the show Benson, mm-hmm. and that was like some of the funniest shit. Uh, I've he ever was seen. like Mr. Snark. <laughs> yes, you can imagine. I enjoyed the show. <laughs> that was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. I actually want to see if I could find like the whole series. The, I'm sure it's around. The only thing about that show is that it set up other shows that have okay, let's have the dumb white guy in power and the smarter black right, guy yeah. below him, and it start, and it started that trope for a little right, while. Exactly. Which is like, oh well, it's okay to have the the black guy be smart, but he'll just be underneath the white guy. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But I mean, Benson was. I mean, Barbara was just such a talent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and just and if you ever like uh, listen to like things he would say um, about Benson about the show, he was like, he was just he was just a solid guy. He was really solid. Okay. So really solid to hear. I didn't even know he was um, Rafiki from The Lion King until he passed. Yeah. That's concentrating on everybody else but that. So wow. He was also in a few other movies too. Though. Oh, he's been around. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean that that was definitely the short list. He's he's he was a major player during the seventies and eighties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what else you got there, Mike? All right. From dashing to DC, what is one way to try and compete with your movie competitor? Steal its actors. <laughs> DC Entertainment has finally found a lead for its Shazam film in Thor Ragnarok's Fandrel, The Dashing, aka Zachary Levy. Levy is probably best known for his roles in two TV shows, Kip Stedman in Less Than Perfect and Chuck Bartowski in Chuck. Chuck! Yep. David S. Sandberg, whose uh, first feature film was 200, uh, 2016's Lights Out, will direct the film. Shazam still has a hopeful 2018 release date. Uh, I, thought his, <laughs> I thought his name was Zachary Levi. I don't know. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> it's either going to be Levi or Levy. Usually, as the last name is kind of Levy. But... Well, at least it wasn't Zach Efron. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, Zac Efron, he would, he looks more like body wise. Well, I mean, the thing is, is he playing Billy Batson or is he playing Shazam? He's playing Shazam. That, uh, yeah. So, so, so they're right. saying, there's like, there was talk, like, if he's going to do that, he needs to, uh, like, bulk up a little bit, you know? Yeah, like, you know, they could have just really gotten Gal Gadot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, I'm just interested though that like it's really weird that they chose David uh, David Sandberg to direct it. I'm like he's directed one movie that was popular, but, which was his first movie was just a year ago. But that's DC rolling the dice. That's DC saying, you know what? Let's we we make enough shitty films. He can't be any worse. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, even though I did like Lights Out, it's just but it's also like I mean, granted we don't know the tone of the movie, but you know that's a horror feature too. That's what I find so weird. It's not like oh he made another like kid-friendly or like action-y movie he made a horror film and then you go from that to sure you can <laughs> you can direct this this superhero property but that's what i'm saying i think it's just dc rolling the dice saying okay he did something good which means he knows something about the field right hoping that it'll translate to another genre of film yeah which might not i mean i mean grand for him i'm sure he's delighted and i mean and i'm also happy to see that they're not just going with the same old same old it's just like I said, it's just an interesting choice. So I, I, I would love to. I don't know how you. Uh, does anyone know, like, with the business, like, do you bring in, like, sample reels of, like, hey, you know, I got some people together and this is kind of how I would direct it? I mean, like, especially if you've done nothing similar. Like, do, do we know that? I, I think it's more agent talk than anything. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was more like sort of like a survivor kind of a thing where they drop them on an island and they're like, all right, we're going to hunt you. And the person who survives. We'll direct this movie. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, Michael Bay blew everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, well, usually what happens. What else you got there, Mike? Besides explosions. Yeah. Well, Netflix is not going to throw stones at its glass house of cards. With allegations <laughs> of inappropriate behavior towards a minor over 30 years ago now brought to surface, Netflix has decided to cancel its Emmy Award winning series House of Cards after the current season ends. Anthony Rapp, uh, he's a star in Star Trek Discovery, made public allegations that at a party hosted by Kevin Spacey's, um, it's hosted in Kevin Spacey's New York apartment in 1986 when Rapp was 14, Spacey, who was 26 at the time, drunkenly put the teen on a bed to seduce him. According to Rapp, quote, I was aware that, uh, that he was trying to get me sexually, end quote. Rapp, however, has not said that Spacey engaged in a sexual act with the then teen. Now, Spacey responded by saying he did not remember the encounter, but, quote, if I did behave then as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior, end quote. Now, Spacey also used the occasion to announce publicly that he has chosen to live as a gay man. After Spacey's, Spacey's apology, Rap tweeted, no further comment at this time. Hmm. Now, now mind you, that, that update sounds like... How, how long was, was that news recently? Because I know that the, that other allegations have been coming off about that was, uh, so Spacey as well. A few weeks long ago. After the Weinstein incident. No, but I heard recently this week that, that more allegations be coming out from people on the set of House of Cards that he's been, um, uh, what do you call it, sexually inappropriate. Oh, that would be interesting. So, but, but it's interesting how all this stuff is coming out now. Now, granted, I'm not victim shaming anybody. You know, if, if you've been, um, you know, treated disrespectfully, especially in Hollywood, definitely step up. But now it's one of those things where it's like, well, damn, which one of our favorite actors are, are guilty of this? And it's oh, just yeah. kind of like, I mean, well, it's going to be so much coming out. And then, you know, there's a difference between like Weinstein where like, you know, there's one where uh, oh, I can't, I'm trying to think of the actress. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Rose McGowan. Or was it? I'm trying to think if it was her. Anyhow, I can't remember what actress it was, but they were just saying that uh, she went into his trailer to deliver food. Like she was, she was an actress, but she just wasn't big yet or anything. Yeah. So she was just taking food into the trailer and she was told specifically that he would not be in the trailer. So, you know, she just did a quick knock and then walked in and he wasn't like right, obviously in the trailer. He comes out from another room 
with uh, they said with um, uh, shrimp cocktail on one hand, no pants on, and he was masturbating with his other hand <laughs> and didn't stop when she was there. What? Yeah. And then just like shot his load right in front of her. Whoa. You know? Wow. And I'm just like, that's just, that's, that's just disgusting. I mean, you know, it's just one of these things where you're like, but what would even possess a human being to do that? Even if you have like, say like you had power to be like, Hey, you're going to go date with me or something like that. That's just nasty. I know. Right. <laughs> Shrimp cocktail. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it is, it's just, it's just really just this nasty type of hair that you're hearing about is. Yeah. It's just a yeah. shame to hear that, to hear um, Kevin Spacey being one of the people that, yeah. that are, you know, that are guilty of this, but it just goes to show that anybody's capable of anything sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if uh, any TV show were to come to a sudden and unexpected end, it would make sense that it'd be one named House of Cards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and again, like, that was good. But uh, to go back to what Kat was saying, like, I'm not victim shaming, and this is in no way implying this. This is just a question. So don't take me as in throwing this out, like, you know, to, to dis- um, you know, discredit anything anyone else is saying, but why are 14 year olds at adult parties? You know, at any year. I mean, I know it's 86, but I mean, just, and, and you hear it even recently. Like, like, you'll hear, like, oh, well, you know, there were 14 and 15 and 16 year olds at this Hollywood party. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know? I mean, there are 14, 15 year old actors. Right, but you don't hear they're there with their parents. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, in other words, they're 14, 15, 16 year old in a business that, fine, this is coming out publicly, but you know, behind the scenes, people are talking, like, yeah, that person's all hands and this person does that. So you just were like, all right, kid, good luck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go with God. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope this improves your career. <laughs> but like I said, I'm just, I just, it's just the, the next couple of months slash years sound like it's going to change a lot of our view on the people that we've kind of idolized and oh, thought yeah. they were really cool. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not hurtful, but it's one of those things that's like, oh man, here it comes. Everything's yeah. coming to light. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got there? What, what other depressing news you got there, Mike? Uh, well, Fox's Gotham has another cast change for its less than interesting villainous Poison Ivy. Really? Yep, from frumpy Claire Foley to dippy Maggie Geha, and now to something more dangerous as portrayed by Peyton Liss. Gotham now has as many Poison Ivies as it has good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that would be three. three? <laughs> uh, producers of the series released the following statement regarding the recasting. Quote, in the continuing evolution of Poison Ivy's orig- origin story, Ivy Pepper has been transformed once again, taking another step towards becoming the Ivy we know from the comics. Dangerous. A live wire of crazy energy. She'll set her sights on Gotham, intent on making the city her own green paradise. End quote. The new Ivy will return to the Gotham series in the second half of the current season. Did they really make that reference? Yeah. A live wire? Of- yep. Of- Oh boy, <laughs> that's Batman. They're not DC. I mean, they're not Superman. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't Livewire fight Batman once? I mean, every villain's probably fought Batman at some point. <laughs> and but she's a Superman villain. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like... Well, I'm just Gotham. Just tries so hard, and the people. For those who listen to the show and love Gotham, please send us something either on the Facebook chat or on the um, on Twitter, just letting us know what is it about the show that you actually like because. If it's good writing, it's definitely not this show. Yeah, it's it's something else. I mean, I still watch it, but it's something else. But that that's what amazes me. You still watch it now? Is it out of geek loyalty or? No, it's not out of loyalty. <laughs> I, I I just can't wait to see what's next. You know, it's it's like a train wreck where you know it's bad, and you shouldn't be watching it, but you just can't look away. Well, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. It's like it's a, like a train wreck that that uh, Samuel Jackson caused trying to find Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Where everybody I, in it died, except for one person. I am tired of these goddamn snakes in Gotham. Yeah, pretty much. 
All righty. Oh, what else we got? The woman who put the TT in Ta-Ta for now is taking her Ta-Tas away from live performances. Ooh. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, no. gave her last in-person scare on Halloween night at Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. Born Cassandra Peterson, the Campy Horror Show hostess, is retiring from live performances after nearly 50 years in the entertainment industry. But the queen of B-horror is not packing away her wig and black dress just yet. Elvira is hoping to be back on TV at some point, but in the meantime, she is currently working on three projects, an animated TV show, a live-action TV show, and her autobiography. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's got to be about 70, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, she's up there. I mean, that, She's her, way older than all that makeup hides. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I saw... I forgot what special they had on Elvira. Or it was a special on, on horror mistresses or something like that. And I saw her out of her makeup. She's so plain Jane. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize she had that kind of body. Then yeah. you see her in the makeup, you're like, oh, damn, once yeah. again, goes to show but, you. But makeup and some alcohol. But at the same time, for for um, Lecherous Ralph and all of the others out there that are interested, she did a spread for Playboy. So you can just look up Cassandra Peterson. You'll find her in the nude. She did a, a spread back in the 70s, I think, or at least the extreme early 80s. Wow. But anyhow, and of course now we're quiet on the Ralph end, so like, <laughs> so now we need Cap to take over the talking. She's sixty six. Okay, yeah, I said about uh, seventy. That's what he, I said. Yeah. He was searching because he's thinking whether he would consider her a milf or a gilf, gilf bro, <laughs> or or, or a gilf. I was about to say she's a gilf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me if that's funny, Troy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Alrighty, last but not least. It's no longer the House of Mouse. It's now the habitat of the bratty rat. <laughs> uh, Disney is not only taking back its toys that so, uh, so that no one can play with them. It's putting its toys in a steel vault and bitch slapping anyone asking about them. What? Reports are circulating that Disney is no longer allowing Marvel to license characters to companies not owned by Disney. I was waiting for this to happen. Depending on whether or not there are exceptions relating to the existing licenses, this could mean that Netflix will no longer be able to expand its cooperative universe with fan-demand new series like Moon Knight or Blade. What? Uh, well, don't forget, I mean, they, they have their own networks and they are coming out with a streaming service. You know, they don't have to play with anybody if they don't want to. What? Yeah. Fucking Disney. But the, the only other thing, too, that's a concern is that, uh, you know what I mean, because obviously they can continue to, to put out TV shows with more characters if they want to, and that's great. But would Disney um, go to like more R-rated type of stuff, like with a Punisher and stuff like that? We don't know. Mm. You know, so that because we, we might be getting very PG versions of superheroes, which is nice at times. But you know, will we get deeper levels of superheroes? I don't See, know. First, Disney screwed everybody up with those fucking public domain laws and extending the time limit and all that yep. bullshit. And now they're doing this. Yeah. God wow. damn you, Disney. Well, but I was waiting for this to happen. Matter of fact, and something as simple as think about Universal Studios. Universal Studio mm-hmm. has three or four rides that are dis- that are um, Marvel-based. Right. You have a Spider-Man ride, you have the X-Men, you have the Incredible Hulk. You have a couple... Is, what, are they, what do they call that island? Adventures Island? I've never been to Universal You've never been to Universal? Well, anyway. <laughs> in Universal, they have their own island, and it has a lot of superhero-type um, rides. And they're Marvel, but it was before the merger of Marvel and Disney. So now I was wondering, it was only a matter of time before Disney goes, hey... Those guys, you're giving them back. I could imagine that scene. You just see the Disney execs pull up to Universal Studios, and they're like, "Okay, shit it all down. All right, <laughs> I want that down, that down, take that down." No, 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 no. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it like the South Park version of Mickey Mouse. Shut all this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, though, don't forget, like a lot of things, depending on the the contract they have, are just perpetual. Right. So, I mean, you know, Universal might be fine, but maybe Universal can't expand. 
Right. Like, you know, like they can't add any more characters, something like that. So it all depends on what kind of contract they had. He's like, oh, we're going to put in this new Spider-Man 2 ride. No, no, we can't put a 2 in there. You can put in the Andrew Garfield ride because <laughs> nobody watches that shit. <laughs> so Nobody will ride that. Not even Emma Stone. <laughs> oh. What else you got, Mike? When I said last but not least, that was the last. So that's all your quick news? Damn it, yes. Okay, because it's funny, the segue you talked about PG versus R-rated, what they could be doing next. It's funny that we're talking about Thor Ragnarok next, so I can't, can't wait to get to that. Yeah. So, let's, oh wait, Ralph, you don't have any quick news, do you? Uh, yeah, man. For all you game heads out there, uh, prepare for uh, Call of Duty World War Two. should be releasing pretty soon. A lot of people are happy about that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I heard I heard people like really open about that, but I've never been a, a period game like a, a period gamer like I'll, I'll say this a time period game or whatever. I'm not looking forward to it because I like all the cool shit in the Advanced Warfare game. Yeah. But I think that, um, once you start doing that, then it becomes less about warfare and more sci-fi, and it's like, well, yeah. it's no longer real anymore. Hi, I'm Ralph. Have you met me? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, that's good. I heard a lot of people talking about that, so that'll be something. To, <coughs> that'll be something to keep an eye out on. Yeah. And now let's go to what we're here for, which is Thor Ragnarok. And with the synopsis, while I go get Riley something to drink, it's MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Take it away. I'm taking it. Alrighty, Thor Ragnarok is the third film in the Thor franchise, and how many in the film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Which uh, number? Which number? Come on. Fourteen. Nope. 17. Yes. 86. 17th film Wait, of the Marvel right? Cinematic Universe. As with previous films, this Thor movie was helmed by a new director, Taiki Watiti, who was nominated for an Academy Award in 2004 for his short film Two Cars, One Night. The screenplay was written by Christopher Yost, who also co-wrote Thor The Dark World, Eric Pearson, and Craig Kyle. Mark Ruffalo as Hulk joins the Asgardian tale about the death of Asgard, allowing writers to include parts of the 2006 Planet Hulk storyline as well. The film reportedly cost $180 million and has so far received a worldwide box office of $211 million. Thor Ragnarok has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 93% and a Metacritic score of 73 out of 100. Not too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Alrighty, synopsis. Things definitely move easier when you finally scrape off that old, chewed-up, flavorless piece of gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe. In other words, Natalie Portman is not in the second Thor sequel. (laughs) Damn! Free of a stalker girlfriend, the mighty son of Asgard loses his father, shares feels with his mischievous, uh, fratricidal adopted brother, and gets an eyeful of the Hulk's free-swinging banana and plums. (laughs) Thor finds out that he has an older sister named Hela. The road to hell might be paved with good intentions, but the road to hell is littered with the bodies of slain Asgardians. <laughs> Thor, however, is stewing on a war of a planet of familiar with a familiar angry green giant and a color-washed Valkyrie that somehow hasn't drawn the ire of racially sensitive comic, comic book purists. Now, throw in a heavy helping of hedonistic grandmaster, a handful of humor, a dash of ironically polite rock fighter, and a sprinkle of fireworks from a luxury spaceship, and you have a plateful of Thor meets Guardians mash. Although the movie offers profound moments to contemplate the loss of life, it never allows the audience to reflect on the pathos. As such, you'll never giggle more following the death of a parent or the near genocide of a race. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right, starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Kate Blanchett as Hela, Idris Elba as Heimdall, uh, Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Carl Urban as Scourge, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Anthony Hopkins as Odin, Ray Stevens as Volstagg the Valiant, Zachary Levi, or Levy, as we may say, as Fandral the Dashing, and 
Tadanobu Asano as Hogan the Grim. Hmm. Ah, uh, Tessa Thompson. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thor yes. Ragnarok. So before we get into it, what? Oh, what? You really want to see something. Look up the show Copper. Copper? Copper. I'm Done. Yeah. All right. So before we get into it, let's press that button we pay, we pay so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. Good job. And that spoiler button was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Stush. <laughs> I looked at Mike. I'm like, you went the wrong way for the mic. And then I realized he was doing it for effect. It's a drive-by. <laughs> it's a stush-by? It's a stush-by. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's get into it. Thor Ragnarok. It's interesting because Thor Ragnarok is right before jail, JLA, Justice League, the movie. And it's funny that Thor would automatically, even before anybody seeing it, already people were more hyped about up about it than um, Justice League. Um, how did you guys feel about the movie going in? What, what are some things you liked? Um, I liked the beginning through the end. That movie was awesome. But, but yeah. I, I'm sorry. So, all right, listen, listen. What? What we got to listen to? I'm very lighthearted. So, I enjoyed the fact that it was a more family-friendly Thor film. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I don't think any of them have been fam- family unfriendly Thor films. Um, I mean, I like the fact that it actually had a cohesive storyline that, that you actually gave a damn about. Like, it's the first Thor movie that did. I agree. I yeah, agree and that's that. what I really enjoyed about it because it, it made it enjoyable to actually sit through the whole movie and not see Natalie Portman. <laughs> I really damn. <laughs> wow, I really enjoyed the Doctor Strange uh, cameo that they had in there. That was really yeah. awesome, especially this like full on. Doctor yeah. Strange, well, his Sorcerer his, Supreme, right? His costume and stuff like that was just spot on. He looked fantastic. Yeah. The, the only, um, I mean, just before we get into other problems we have, but what I didn't like, which I, I enjoyed the the uh, the, the Doctor Strange thing as well as most most of the other films as well. But what did drive me a bit crazy was the fact that everybody likes. I mean, think about it. Think about when Doctor Strange is talking to um, Thor and. Uh, the Valkyrie herself, or the Grandmaster, or just, or um, Mark Ruffalo. I mean, like every single person had the same level of snark, <laughs> and that yes. is annoying because people just don't have the exact same level of snark. That's a writer that has it, right? You know? It's 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 the problem. So I that have, that I did find annoying. It's the problem I have with Kevin Smith. The problem with Kevin Smith I have is that, sure, I like his writing because it's kind of smart and fun, but everybody sounds the same. Yeah. It's like one person. Um, speaking for all the characters in the same tone and the same thought right. process and that kind of stuff. Right, which is what I said, like, for instance, like, going back to uh, Netflix Defenders, which I said that even though it had one writer, it was great that the voices sounded like the characters. Yeah. Whereas here, everyone pretty much just sounds like whoever the writer or writers in this case were, that somebody, it just feels like, like, maybe one person had, like, um, wrote out the action stuff, one person wrote out the drama, and the other person wrote all the comic lines. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like, you know. I mean, I, I liked it because it definitely... The movie moved in a pace where I liked it. I've talked about it before. How I've and I talked about it outside of the uh, um, the movie theater. I didn't like Thor one. I fell asleep during Thor one. I liked Thor two, but I didn't like it. Like it, it was better than Thor one for no, me. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Thor one was so fucking boring. I mean, I, I forget that Hawkeye's in that movie. Yeah. I, I'm like, really? I forget Hawkeye's in every movie, <laughs> <laughs> except for two, except for Avengers two when they go to the farm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that scene will never be forgotten. Yeah, well, but um, I, I mean, I liked um. I like this Thor. It, it felt a lot lighter, but th- it did have its problems. It did have its problems. So, um, do you want to start diving into the problems? Well, I just want to say one more thing. That I like the way like where they chose to cut the scenes. 
Because, like, uh, Thor, the first one, it was, like, it was a little choppy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, suddenly you're in just another scene. Right. And then with this one, they actually had a better transition between yeah. the That's scenes. what I'm saying. It's a very coherent story for a change. It just, it didn't feel like they were just like, and eh, let's just go here. You yeah. know, it, it, you moved along and they took their time because the, the movie is like, what? It's over, well, it's over two hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm saying it's like, what, about two hours, 20 or something along that line, maybe? I was, and I have to say, Kate uh, Blanchett, really good at Hella. Yeah. yeah. Really. Uh, you saying she was hella good? Hella good, man. <laughs> she looked hella good in that costume, too. I'm like, and you know what? She's like 48 or something. Really good. Yeah, Kate Blanchett looks good. Yeah. She looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say about it is that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I'll definitely say about it is um, not only about story movement, how it moved along, they balanced out the difference between the the, difference, the different stories they were trying to talk, to, to right. discuss. So you have Thor wherever he was, and then you would go back to Asgard, and they balanced it in a way where, you know, you didn't get, you didn't forget about one or the other. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got lost in it for a second, and then they went back to Asgard, then they went back to the, the war plan or wherever Thor was and it just balanced it out really well. Right. That I liked. I love that because it felt like you're not you know, you're keeping everybody abreast of where everybody's supposed to be so when things come together, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. As opposed to doing one thing where it's all on uh, Thor um all about Thor and then you maybe show a little bit of Ragnarok. Right. So what's uh Thor's human identity? Something Blake, right? Donald, Donald Blake. Donald Blake, yeah. I liked how they give that little nod to Donald Blake. Well, after they ruined the nod in the first film, because in the first film he just she used to date someone named Donald Blake, and she just he just used his ID in order to get into the compound. Yeah, you know, here this time, you know, they didn't do the walking stick, but they you know use another object for the the Mjolnir disguise, which yeah. is kind of cool. It was cool, and then the way that he has he banged it on the ground also in order yeah. to transform into Thor. Yeah, but at the same time, I, what I thought was weird though, I'm like, but why do you, why is uh, Mjolnir disguise because Everybody knows he's Thor. Like they were stopping him on the street to take so pictures. It's, so it's like really that hammer wouldn't have been any more like you know distracting to anybody else. In fact, I'm surprised people weren't like, "Where's your hammer?" <laughs> and he's like, "Right here." Oh God, please! Oh. I don't even want to see that ever again. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about some of the things that you were like, "Okay, well they could have improved or whatever." My thing off the bat, off the bat, from the first five minutes of the movie, the level of comedy. Oh yeah, because it never it it never stops. That level is basically maintained from the beginning to the end credits. And it's it's misplaced often. I mean, not as in like um, bad. Well, some of the jokes are kind of bad, too. But uh, and, and not delivered well um, either on some occasions. But it's just like, like I said in my synopsis, it's, you know, you had some heavy themes they were dealing with. And they didn't give us a chance to digest any of them, yeah. you know. Or show that there was any moment where he was digesting. It. Yeah. Well, no, you did like it with his father. That one brief moment when he's praying. Um, you know the the prayer of the dead for for Odin, but it's literally seconds later, he's you know at a, at a, a bitchy sparring fest, snarky sparring fest with Loki. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Like you don't have time to digest any of this, and that's I think that's a bit of the problem. Yeah, well, I mean, it, from the minute the the, the 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 from the minute it began, from the minute of um him being chained up in that in that um world where he's with that fire lord or yeah yeah and he's spinning around he's trying yeah. to explain his oh, story yeah. i was like this is what we're in for right if, if they had done that spinning joke once that would have been the fine level of comedy that would have been unacceptable but then but once you repeat it, and you knew they were going to repeat it it's like okay see now the, the problem with that kind of comedy um especially when it's throughout a hero movie is if the hero is constantly cracking jokes that means they don't take the situation seriously yeah. and if they're not taking their own danger seriously why am I? Yeah. Right. You know, I, I can say for that beginning scene, 
you know, he knows that he's going to get out of it. That's why he's not taking it too seriously because he feels he's untouchable. Right. But you know? the, but but and, but the thing is, it proved that he was too. So that in other words, the audience still though didn't have a sense of holy cow, he's dealing with this this fire monster, especially with Thor fans knowing that that's a dangerous yeah. being. You know, right. Right. it's just like again, it's just like okay, he doesn't even feel like he's in danger, so. Why should you know, I? You know, I I don't feel he's in danger either. You know, I just feel like the whole Thor, the the whole, the way they built up Thor is now, he's a joke. I don't feel he's a joke. A, well, he's a brunt of every joke. He's he's tripping over things. Things are happening to him. I'm like, he's not supposed to be this hapless. Right. He's not. He's not a dumb jock. Right. He, to a degree, he's a little bit naive, right. but not well, this. He's off. only. But don't forget, he's also only naive to the things of Earth. Yeah. He's not naive to the workings of Asgard, you know, and that's the other thing too. That kind of you kind of feel like he's even uneasy dealing with his own people, which it's. I mean, it's like okay, dude, you've only been on Earth for what three years? I'm trying to think about oh the Marvel. Well, actually, no, for the Marvel universe, he's been dealing with Earth Earthers for eight years, I guess, since Spider Man is saying it started eight years after uh, the incident. Yeah. So you know he's been dealing with Earthlings for eight years. It's not that you know he he shouldn't be that unfamiliar with Asgard. That's true, um, but the way I see it, they, they sort of chose to portray him as more of the like, you know, happy like happy warrior Viking right. that's also a little lighthearted and and knows how to have a good time. Right. Sort of like if you put um, like if Bruce Wayne was a Viking essentially. Right. Like the party boy Bruce Wayne was a Viking. Well, the thing is, like, in, and even in the comics, when they when he's done right, and especially in uh, when they brought back his series. I forget what year they brought it back, 2005, 2006, whatever, when they brought back Thor. The writer then was able to do that. In other words, when Thor was celebrating, when he was um, reverently, in, in reverently of his, his accomplishments, he's just he's drunk and having a good time. Yeah. But when he's operating, it's not that he's serious, but he's a warrior. I mean, a warrior is focused. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of this that we do, I mean, maybe it's because Americans, no, maybe it's because we don't deal with a lot of, you know, direct war, as in, like, you know, our country being touched. But you ever notice that for the most part, we in all of our movies, people that are like that actually are the warriors, the people that are the fighters. They always act like ah, we don't care. Well, because Vikings are they fight from when they're born essentially, right? right? So they're trained to like yeah, but he's little not a battles Viking. like that. Oh yeah, no, he's a, Vikings, he's a god. The he Vikings not a Viking. are are modeled after him. So well, they're modeled after the gods. Whatever you know, what I'm trying to say. No, I know what you're trying to say. What I'm saying though is that they're, remember he's not the god. He is. One of many that exist in Asgard, yes. and if you notice, he's also the only clueless acting one in Asgard. That's 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 what we're trying to say is that, you know, like he's if he's this much of a warrior, he's got a he's got a strategic mind. Yeah, he has to know how to battle. But like we don't see that. We just see him like goofing and goofing, and maybe I'll try that. And and you know, and again, it's 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 nice to have a little lighter. But at the same time, it's like he's like you said, like the cap said, he's not an idiot. Think, think about it. Um, the way he was in Avengers One was pretty much as close to spot on as possible. Yeah. You had his moments of humor, but when he's about battle, he's about yeah. battle. When he serious. showed up to get Loki, it was just like, yeah, I'm here for my mission. Don't interrupt me. Mm-hmm. And that, and again, like I said, I mean, it's nice that he can let his hair down, you know, a little, but I just thought it was just a bit much, you know. For... And, and I have no problem with people um, letting their hair down. I just have a feeling. I just feel like they, they went all the way. Like, Let's make him funny every single time he opens his mouth. And that's not who he is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not Deadpool. He's not any of these. He's not Spider-Man. He's not these dudes. Why are they trying to? And that's what that was my issue with. Whoa. 
Thor's not Spider Man? Yes. Just what? Just to clarify things. What? Yeah, just to make sure you know. Okay. Okay. Um, Did you get that little Easter egg when they were doing the play, and then um, Thor shows up, and then he's like. What about that time when uh, Loki turned you into a frog? frog. Yeah. He's like, oh, yes, I, that was a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved everyone that showed up. Sam Neill showing up as Odin was just yes. funny. Uh, 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 Luke Hemsworth was in there as Thor. And, and what's and, his name? Uh, uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon Loki. as Loki. That was so I great. That was actually just really funny to see all those people. Like, um, like I said, the, the, the comedy was great. It was just all too much yeah it was just a lot of comedy I mean like I said it, it did make it lighter it's funny it, but also it was just awkward because a, a lot of the jokes even in the audience I mean we were in a pretty filled theater yeah. it, it felt Sh- flat you know shout it, out it, to Gabe who laughed at everything oh he did I, he was behind me I heard him laughing at everything <laughs> good, old, good old super Gabe he nobody was, calls him super Gabe he was the <laughs> loudest one in that yeah. theater and you can tell like even like we were the ones who were laughing the most because our side of the theater was like the loudest. Yeah, well, yeah, but as I'm saying, like that's why I'm saying, like the jokes themselves kind of fell flat a bit because they're they're not that funny, and they also weren't that original. Like in other words, they like you kind of you could see the setup coming, and you're like, yeah, that's gonna happen. Now. The guy sitting next to me didn't laugh once. Wow, I thought he was dead. Oh, the guy, the, oh, the guy to the right here. Yeah. yeah, that's. Funny. Oh, you thought I was talking about you? No, <laughs> well, I laughed enough. I had to fall asleep, so there you go. Yeah. Um, moving on from, moving I, but I did have to admit though, and it was really funny because I don't think a lot of people got it when he was first to meet the Grandmaster, but hadn't met him yet. When he's on that that ride or whatever, yeah. and they're playing the theme song from Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory, that just that cracked me up though. Yeah, <laughs> that actually did just crack me up. If it, 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 I mean, how did you guys feel about? It's funny that you mentioned the whole um, War Planet and. You know, you were talking about how, how he was going to get ready to meet the Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. How did you feel the um, about Marvel's depiction of the War Planet from Planet Hulk? How did I'm, you, I'm because fine. Because I read way. the book, so I mean, for me, it's, it's way different than I would have expected. It. Oh, it's completely different. I'm, I'm fine either way. Like, I don't really like that storyline that much. I mean, it's to me, it's an over, uh, it's an over exaggerated storyline that's you know that's overhyped as well. So I, I didn't mind. You didn't you didn't mind it much? No. What about you, Ralph? Um, I actually like this sort of version of the War Planet as opposed to the one they had before because the other one was more of like a, it was like a Romanesque Coliseum kind of a place where even like the city wasn't so technologically advanced. Right. And but this one was it was just awesome, you know, it just looked yeah. really cool. Well, it was interesting. It was interesting use. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the fact that the elders of the universe, which are never referred to as elders of the universe, are basically just, you know, just like scummy creeps <laughs> you know, is, like... is the Grandmaster one of the elders? Yeah He is? Oh okay Yeah I forget which stone yeah. he had I, Yeah I can't remember which one he had It was funny though when he's like Well you know time works differently here on this planet You know I, I'd probably be somewhere around And he just pauses and they're like So anyway <laughs> <laughs> So let's not say my age I'm like a, I'm eternities right. the, the one thing I'll say about, about their portrayal I mean I at first I didn't like it because I'm used to um, re- after reading Planet Hulk, the the, the, the the war planets will be totally different. But I'll say this. It's consistent with the way the rest of the universe is when you talk about like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You know, yeah. so, so it's all consistent. So you're like, okay, this kind of makes sense. It all fits. Right. No, it's, and that is true as well. And the stylized kind of the, the way they did it. Right. So I get it. 
and the, when the, the grandmaster did his like announcements, it sort of had like a max headroom. Uh, yeah, head, 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 headroom? it was very yeah, head headroom. Wait, headroom, did, yeah. did you really mean to stutter? Because that was almost like max headroom yeah. like itself. <laughs> <laughs> max headroom. Yeah. I still love that, but it was such yeah. a dumb. Actually, I loved it as a as a um, as a um, advertisement, not as yeah. a show. Oh, it was a great advertisement. Yeah, because that was the who, show was. Yeah. Who, who do you advertise for? Nike was it? Nope, Coca Cola. No. Coca Cola. Uh, Catch the wave, Coke. Yes, yeah. but uh. Yeah, and it well, I mean, they gave it, and which was interesting as well, um, that they gave it a, an '80s feel in many ways, which is like Guardians again. So it was just kind of like, so is space for you an '80s thing? You know, Marvel is that where we're going with? You know, it was just kind of an odd feel. It feels very like like the, the like when you look at Thor Ragnarok, it looks like an '80s heavy metal cover. Yeah, what do you think about the soundtrack? Yeah, soundtrack was fine. Right. I mean, you know, like I said, it, it rocked when it needed to or whatever. But again, it's. It didn't feel like it belonged to Thor. It felt like it was like, you know, Guardians, Guardians. 2.0 or 2.5, <laughs> I should say, or something like that. They, they probably went, Star-Lord, uh, lend us your Zune. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's almost as if, like, you know, like, like you know how, like, for, for many years, space was always kind of depicted as, like, you know, like a kind of like a, a classical music kind of an environment. You know, like, whenever you saw a spaceship, it was like, doo Like, now it's almost like Marvel saying, well, like, space is like an 80s album, you know. Well, that's all due to Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then uh, fun fact: yeah. after uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, mm-hmm. sales of Zooms skyrocketed on eBay. What to two? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any left. <laughs> no, people like the price of a Zoom went up. Like, and those idiots would buy it. Go for it because it's not like Microsoft even remotely supports Zoom anymore. And there know? was, uh, I think it was, uh, what's his name? Not Chris Evans. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. He had a Zune signed by the whole cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh wow! And yeah. then, then they auctioned it off. Yeah. Well, well, that 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 compact, um, you know, size of a kitchen table Zune is big enough to hold all the <laughs> the, the names oh, of on, everybody. Oh come on, the Zune's not that big, please. Oh my god, the Zune is like about this size. That's what I'm saying. Holding up an iPhone six. Yeah, it's not that bad. Right. So now, um, what did we think of? Because we are we get through a couple of characters here now. What did we think of Valkyrie? Uh, and I'm not hot. talking about the looks because that goes without saying she's a beautiful woman. But what did we think about the character? She reminded me of, of sort of like a, a Ronin, essentially. Okay. Like, cause like a Ronin without a master. Well, a Ronin is without a master. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it goes. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? So, I, she, she reminded me a lot because like uh, you have a warrior whose whole existence was shattered by this person who they were led to believe was like like uh, their leader essentially because Hela was a leader with, with right. Odin mm-hmm. and then they were completely destroyed and the only reason she survived is because one of her sisters sacrificed herself for her right so she has sort of like survivor's guilt essentially yeah and just trying to forget everything that happened and she, unlike uh, a Ronan who usually wanders around traveling from land to land she's Stay there, just trying to live her life and forget. Right. And the there he's talking about is that uh, he's she's staying on Sekhar, which yeah. is the war, the war planet. But I mean, and that's a great synopsis of the character. But I'm asking, what did you think about the character? I thought she was awesome. All right. What did you think about it? Um, I thought she, I mean, I liked her. Um, the whole drink swizzling, <laughs> sw- sw- swirling, or whatever. Was that a Colt forty five? It seemed like I was like, "Wow, that's a forty in her hand." Okay, without saying it was a forty, the design of the of the bottle, I was like, yeah. that's a forty. There's no other alcohol bottle that's that shape. Yeah. 
So I was like, wow, which made her kind of, you know, badass. I was very surprised they went with that trope for a female. Well, wow. Valkyries are badass warriors. Well, I mean, yeah, they are. They are badass warriors, but they, they also serve the purpose to collect the, the dead. So they also have a certain amount of sympathy to them as well, because yeah. that's what they deal with. I, she is the epitome of Naomi being tired of this insane correction in Hollywood of, okay, she's got to be a tough woman. It's like, I get it. But she's tougher than Thor, and that makes no sense at all. Like, like you know, she can outdrink him. She, for some odd reason, can outfight him. You know, I'm like, okay, he's really strong. I, I get that his guardians are strong, but they, he's super strong. You when know? did they fight? They didn't fight. Yeah, they, they, she took him down several times. When? I think yeah, when they she, first met and then in the room. Well, she took him down because she put that thing on his neck. No, when, I'm not talking about zapping him down. She took him down. The fact that, that let's put it this way. That's like saying that. I'm just trying to think of a character that has a slight amount of strength. Uh, give me a DC character, a uh, woman with some strength. With some strength? Some. Just give me any character. Um, oh, cat, cat woman. <laughs> Sorry. Black wow, cat. you failed on that. Black cat. Um, Black cat's horrible. My yeah. bad. He failed too. <laughs> right. you, you both are horrible. So let me just use uh, Catwoman. That would just be like saying, like, well, Catwoman's a really great fighter. So that's how she was able to, you know, kick Superman in the stomach and bring him down to the floor. It's like, No. I don't care how good of a fighter. Thor can withstand the Hulk. He is super strong. She's not going to drop kick him and be like, oh, I've just, you know, flipped you around. It's like, but it's I, I'm, I'm trying, I don't, I'm, I'm I don't trying remember, remember when. The only time she took him down was when she had a weapon. When, when she, she had the weapon she, to, she to, to zap yeah, him. No, it wasn't a zap. They actually had a bit of a fight. The immobilizer. No, yeah, when, when he stole the, the, the remote for the immobilizer? Yeah, that was one. But they you also, know, they, they he, had a bit of a fight. I'm not saying it was a knock. It obviously wasn't knocked down. Knocked down, drag out, but they had a bit of a fight. No, I don't because remember. Because in the beginning, when she captured him, she zapped him, and then right. every other time after that, she would use that to the advantage. Right, every time. she would finish it off. But they did have a slight battle. Like no, they had. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, hundred percent on that. I don't remember that. I don't remember yeah. that either. That's because viewers, you guys were not <laughs> watching <viewers>. the movie. <laughs> Listeners, you have to uh, pick a side and say who's right. Well, just P- remember Michael the Ralph. just remember the movie. Michael you know? Ralph. You can't remember Ralph. what happened. Yes. You can't say remember what you can't remember no, what I, happened. I just said that they had a bit of a when, fight. When, 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 and I said we, we, in when. the room when he took the thing from her, they did a bit of a fight. That then. was that was just a little like right. She put the knives right again. I keep saying guys, I didn't guys, say guys, it's guys, a drag out. Guys. We were just talking, and she put guys, the knife to his throat. No. We could no, be no, doing no, this. No. We could do, be doing this again. Like um, what was the name of the movie we did? We had a long discussion about. See, I got a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I see what Mike's saying, that the fact that you're making this person a lot more stronger than what they need to be just to kind of balance out the scales when it comes to gender and when right. it comes to race. Which is my only point to the whole conversation is that like I just it's it's a trope that's getting more aggressive and like I said, a strong woman that's wonderful, but like it's it's taking away from the point of He's Thor? Well, <laughs> well not only is he's Thor, but it's just like just it's just the believability level after a while. It's like Yes, we can all do equal things, but you know, not everybody's on an equal playing field. It's just not the way the world itself works. You know, yeah. it's 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 just too much after a while. You but know, and do, I just thought her character, especially once she guzzled down that alcohol, and I'm like, ah, right, come on, <laughs> you know, like, well, that that was she's that was the funniest moment where Thor's like, well, come on, she's like, all right, so I'll give you until I finish drinking this, and then I'm done. And Thor's yeah. like, all right. And then she just chugs it down, and Thor starts talking. He's like, "Whoa, 
Wow. Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting is that they, they would introduce that that idea in a movie that's supposed to be very kid friendly. Now I don't want to get onto any kind of right. you know like super super straight arrow tip. What women can't drink? Huh? No, no, not women. Huh? Is that drink, what but, you're saying? Women can't drink. But, they but can't chill. Don't, don't let bald, don't the bald crime happen to be slapping your bald head. I'm right. saying that the idea. I'm not bald right now. I'm fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> on certain areas of your head. <laughs> I'm just saying that the fact that they introduced the idea of drinking and, you know, they, they kind of say it's not okay, but not really. You know, right. so. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was iced tea. Right. But the, the other thing like, that I, I don't understand, though, is that um, what I find really weird is that uh, we, we don't have an indication that there aren't any more Valkyrie at all. But right. at the same time, she seems to be the last of the Valkyrie. So then I'm kind of lost with their own mythos because if 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 there are any Valkyries still around, then mm-hmm. Thor and all the other people should be very well aware of Hela, yeah. that mm-hmm. she existed, right. let alone st- still will exist. You know, like so it was a very weird. I'm like, so there's no more Valkyries, or she's the only one, but but yet you know about the Valkyries, but you don't know about who they even fought like like it was just they just fought something you know like like we're well, all unaware well, of this well, well, the, well the who they fought you can say you know because you're dealing with a world of mysticism they said that Odin tried to cover it up right. so you can imagine a, a spell being cast I see well, that he may have, may have just covered it up I mean, well that's the other thing too is that like how old like they're very long lived right yeah, so you know, I'm just wondering, like, where was anyone even around during that time? Are they still around? I don't know. It was just questions I had about the character. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's sorry, and that's not the only thing that um, the only questions I have. I pressed mute for a reason, bro. <laughs> we all wish you would do it more often. <laughs> Shush. Yes. Um, I mean, also, we didn't really even get to talk about Hella. Right. We didn't get to talk about you know, she's a major Marvel villain now. You know, she, you know. How do we feel about her as a villain in comparison to the rest of the Marvel villains? Well, how do we feel about the dramatic change in her lineage? Yeah, from the comic books. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't think they would do that, but you know, it's the movie that shouldn't be surprised. Right. No, I've been saying, but what do we think about it? Um, because that's Loki's daughter in the comics. Yes, right. Yeah. You know, so it was very interesting that they just decided to make her an older sister to everybody. It's an interesting change, but I can see why they did it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. No. No. (laughs) Just to try to show why she's more powerful than the rest of everybody. She's the goddess of death. I mean, pretty much that kind of. Let's put this way: in the comics, they had no problem showing that she's really more powerful than a lot of people, and she's still Loki's daughter. No, you're right. But I think also when you make them um, as part of the same generation and and bloodline, it makes it like not oh, little girl, go away. I'm the god of thunder. You're you're the god of of death, goddess of death, but. I'm older than you technically. Once right. you put them on the same plane, you're like they're they're equal partners. Yeah, and it puts yeah. her her um her fight for the throne makes it a little bit more urgent versus if she was the niece of the of the stepdaughter of the stepson. It just seems like an that way it would seem like an usurper coming up to try to steal the throne, which is nothing wrong with that. But also imagine the information that you'd be getting by Loki having to decide what to do with his own daughter, especially if Ragnarok claims that she has to die. Talk about drama. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like. By changing that, you change the drama because they yeah, take it down okay. to, yeah, you're our big sister, but literally we've never known you. So killing you, not even a thought. I mean, it's literally <laughs> not a thought because, and that's what Marvel did. They took the easy road out by yeah. saying, we can kill you because we literally have never met you. you know? That's true. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it was just a curiosity on that. But um, Kate how Blanchett. You, how, did you, how did you feel about yeah, it? Kate that's Blanchett. Oh, no, she did, a, she did a great job. I thought, I, I and again, the whole thing of when it came down to her speech pattern, you know, it's that same one writer with his same snarkiness that was getting annoying. I'm like, so you've been on a commission 
until now, yet somehow you're up on like, you know, how to be like catty. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like currently catty too. I don't and, mean. And I had to feel like that way the entire time until she's in the throne room with Scourge. Right. Well, that was that the big time part. That was when I was like, oh. Yeah. Like you, like she just got finished like watching like all of TV in the last 20 years. and was like, okay, now I know how to be a, a modern day bitchy woman, you know? No, but it was funny when she's addressing the troops and she's like, I, I am Hela, goddess of death, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, we will not bow to you, whoever you are. I just said I am Hella. Right. Were you not listening? But, but, see, but that's what <laughs> I'm saying. And that, and that one was like, that was very much like, you know, it felt like Guardians again. It was like, who? You know? And I'm like, yeah, she, she wouldn't have said that. She would have just killed him. Right. Like, like, I mean, especially even just, I'm not talking about comic book wise. I'm talking about just what we've seen in the movie. And that's what I meant. It was just like that, that same one voice. one voice that's going through the comedy. I'm like, no, she should have just killed him because that would have made a lot more sense because no one else would ever have been like, yeah, we know who you are now. You know? And, speak, and speaking of villains, how do we feel about Loki's play in this version of Thor? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's where they've basically been going. They've never made Loki out to be like the villain. They, they, you know, he opens up as a badass and he's just been getting like a little bit softer every time we see him. You know, Loki's a teddy bear. You know, he's, he, yeah. he he won't really harm anything. No, he will. He's already murdered. <laughs> um, no, no, those were just light murders. <laughs> light murders. Light murders. But um, but at the same time, it seems like what they're doing is, and and this part kind of makes sense a bit. At least the way I see it is that it's it's almost as if as Thor gets more accustomed to his brother's mischie- mischievousness, that. It's almost like, you know, like as long as he's not murdering somebody, Thor is just kind of like, you know what? I almost don't even care what you're doing anymore. Yeah. And that's Loki's only impetus for really doing any of this stuff, if you think about it. So it's almost as if he's just kind of like, yeah, I, I want to be a dick, but like, you don't seem to care that I'm being a dick. So now I don't want to be a dick anymore, but I don't <laughs> know what really to do because I'm just not a hero. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, I don't know what to do that'll get under your skin. Because like, he, like, like even Thor said, he goes, I know you're going to betray me again <laughs> you know so i'm ready for it again <laughs> you know so it's like you're doing nothing new so it's, it's, uh, that's what it feels like a little bit yeah i i thought their interactions together was pretty interesting you know the yeah. fact well they always work well together yeah because i think um hiddleston makes hemsworth a better actor in any scene they're in because hemsworth needs all the help he can get i mean <laughs> let's just face it he, he does <laughs> you know ah, come on you can't bash him that much no, i mean i enjoy him as thor but he is no actor you know he's an actor <laughs> he's a he's a pretty face that that's got movie roles you know he's not an actor he's exactly. an actor yeah um, you know so but so like i definitely like them together and i thought they worked really well together um again yeah, because I, I enjoyed their um, their interaction in the uh, second Thor movie. Yeah, you know that always helps. Uh, I thought it was funny when uh, when Thor gets back to Asgard, and like he sees, uh, quote unquote, Odin laying down on his couch, and like he already knows it's Loki. He's yeah. like he's like he's like fuck again. <laughs> this guy's dressing up as our father again. Right. And he grabs him and then he throws the hammer. And he's acting like the hammer is a freaking yo-yo, and he's just like, I always throw it; it comes back to me. You yeah. Know? No. Uh, by the way, um, someone touched the. Oh, you know, you know that that's what they did with like all the weapons and stuff like that. That's not Hela's ability. If you um, if, from the comics, that belong that ability belonged to Gore. That was created around like like let's say like 2008ish or whatever when they did that Great Thor series. Remember the God Bomb? 
Yes. Like, Gore can produce all those weapons. Uh, so what was Hela's ability? She's just the goddess of death, man. You just like don't she, screw around with her. <laughs> she touches anything and it dies? Uh, well, not exactly that. She keeps the dead. Like, you know, she it's, it's just kind of like Pluto. Like, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the gods of the underworld. Okay. You know, so that when you die, like, anything, for instance, like uh, like in the comics, they've done great things where it's just, like, like she'll always say, it's like, fine. I mean, I'll just make up a number. You have a million, you know, fighters. And I have billions of people that have died and they're all mine, <laughs> you know. I just got to tell you one thing, right? We follow the Greek pantheon of gods here, not the Romans, all right? Yeah, it's not Pluto, way. it's Hades. Yeah, whichever way you want to do it. But you know what I'm saying, though, is that, so, you know, you definitely get, uh, like, that's her normal thing. It's just that, like, and also, like, there's rules, like, if you enter her realm, uh, very often you can't leave without, like, a soul being left behind. It's just, li- like, little things like that, you know. They, I, I mean, she's not usually this active. That's just common practice. If you go somewhere, you got to leave a gift, you know? Right, like, right exactly. Soul, gift, same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Now, what do we right. think of Scourge not really being Scourge, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know the character. <laughs> His name should have been lame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like like instead of Scourge, it should have just been Scoundrel. <laughs> you know, because Scourge. I mean, well, Scourge is normally working with um with uh, Amara. She's he's she's, he's she's he's usually working with the Enchantress. Okay. Because she keeps him under thrall. But I mean, he's just you know a badass warrior that goes around. I mean, he's an executioner. He goes around killing. Ah, oh, all right. You know, um, whereas here with D and Stroy. Uh, no, and together they're destroy. Right. Uh, no, he doesn't usually have that. That that was also really just tacky. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's, so it was really weird that like they call an executioner, and yet he didn't execute anybody. <laughs> I, was, I, was wait, I was waiting for somebody to mention that they call him the executioner, but like he gets the the hatchet in his hand, he's ready to chop somebody's head off, and then stop. Like yeah. I mean, not that I had to have a head. I mean, there was enough heads being cut no, off, no, so it no, wasn't no. like. I don't have to worry about the head being cut off. Just the fact that he hasn't killed anybody. No, I'm just saying that the movie itself wasn't like, well, we haven't cut off a head. Yeah. It's like we've cut off lots of heads. <laughs> you know. It took me a while to remember where I knew the actor from. Who, Carl Urban? Yeah. You watched, you love the show, Almost Human. How did I know. Forget that? It took me a while. Though. And like, dread. The whole thing, yeah. I'm, I'm like, wait a sec. I know this guy. No, no. I always every time I see him, I always have a good time. I, I, he's just a fun guy to have in a movie or a TV show. Um, now, what did what did we think about the Grand Master, though? Um, I mean, we talked about it briefly, but we never got to the actual character. So I'm a little bit biased because I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Well, he's an odd he's, actor. He's, he's really great, you know? And to see him... Because the Grand Master was sort of like... You know, he, he's a bad guy, right? right? But he's not really a villain, essentially. You know, like... He just does it because he wants to, you know. Like it's, it's, it's for him. It's entertaining. Right. Well, he likes games. Well, yeah. I mean, the Grandmaster likes games. That, which is why um, I did like uh, when they offer him a bargain to do something, and it's more of a of a challenge. And it's like, okay, I like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's your character, which they kind of didn't really kind of show you. Like they should have shown that, like, like even though he was hosting these uh, these gladiatorial games, they should have kind of shown that showed that maybe he had other games going off to the side like you know like it may i mean i'm just i don't mean put this really in the movie but i'm just saying like for instance maybe he was playing a chess game and maybe he was betting on someone like you know just to show that like like gaming gambling betting is actually his thing yeah you know like i think some something they could have done to show that more than just he just happens to be the host of these games you know you they made him seem more like a a dionysus kind of character where it's just like you know have sex drink and fight yeah that's all we do here yeah. on Sakaar. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I thought he was much more hedonistic than more of a, a game master kind of a guy. 
But you know, cause, and also they didn't make him blue, which I thought uh, was interesting. <laughs> but I read somewhere that uh, they said they didn't make him blue because they didn't want the color distracting from his performance. It wasn't okay. his suggestion. It was just because they said that they actually allow Jeff Goldblum more than anyone else to ad lib. Really? They wanted, yeah, they wanted him to kind of be him, you know, <laughs> and not be a particular character. And, yeah. and you can see that. Little spoiler alert: so that at the the final uh, end credit scene, there's two of them. Jeff Goldblum is coming out of, uh, I guess it's sort of like a safe room, essentially that got ejected from the city, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Well, you know, uh, I'm glad to have played my part in this revolution. You can't have a revolution without someone to re- uh, revolt against. So, um, yeah, it's time." <laughs> 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 that, I, that was like just pure Jeff Goldblum. I'll say this: to for it to be the last um, um, ending, wasn't too happy about that. Oh, uh, you're talking about the of the. Uh, well, what you just said right now, what, what you just said about you know. Oh yeah. Like I was kind of disappointed the fact that that I'm like really you're gonna end it with that. Yeah. It wait. felt like the other Thor ending where Thor came back to um, Natalie Portman and they kiss while there's this creature running around chasing birds. Right. I'm like, <laughs> it felt unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, but it was funny. So now let's address also something that's from the movie that brings about information: the uh, the gauntlet. Oh, the fake gauntlet. Yeah. Now, what do we think about all that? Well, the uh, fact that Hella said, "Oh, yeah, fake," and just tosses it over to the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this. The that that. But we're on a podcast now. All right. So, <laughs> so here's here's let me bring the the listeners up to date. Mike says that the gauntlet had always been on Asgard and that in the Guardians Galaxy movie with the end credit scene where we see Thanos grabbing the gauntlet and saying and it's not by the way I double checked it's not and, and I actually it, it was in the very first Thor movie there was the, the gauntlet thing. is clearly shown and it's a right handed gauntlet whereas Thanos in the vault that he's in is a left handed gauntlet yeah. so and that was also at the, age, at the end of Age of Ultron All right. so these are two things there's none of my imagination but what the um, but what Fahey's basically saying is that uh that they didn't realize, like like a lot of things, they kind of have to like backtrack on yeah, their own universe. Stuff, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're they're not saying like they go. It's not mistakes. They just try and figure out how to make it make sense because they had no idea this thing would still be going on. Right. You know, so they just wanted to kind of throw in as many Easter eggs as they could. So they just put in the gauntlet. Now, the thing is though, if you put in as an Easter egg, why did you put it in the wrong hand? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. True. True. Um, but and also because the thing is that you know we we know that gauntlet has to be fake anyway. Why? Because that gauntlet has all of the stones in it, yeah, <laughs> you know, which we know it's not true. Yeah, um, but I mean, I they had a, they had a stone right a few feet away from right, us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and they haven't even announced the soul stone yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I imagine that's going to. I would imagine that's what's going to either give or something along the line of give Adam Warlock his life. I would imagine that's where that's all going to come into play. Oh. Because well, Adam Warlock is the one that possesses the soul stone in the comics. That's true. That is that's his thing. Um, Which was the one that was given to Thanos? Was it the Power Stone? The only one that Thanos has is no, he doesn't have, does he have no. The in the stone? in the comics, like the original, when Thanos was a good guy. Oh, I don't remember, man. That's he was entrusted with one of the, the Infinity Stones. I don't remember. I can't remember that either. Yeah, that's just too long. But power sounds as good as anything else, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but I just thought that that was interesting, and the fact that they, you know, did finally have to give that an explanation as to like you know okay there's two of them but at the same time it also makes sense there would be two gauntlets I mean you wouldn't just make one glove but unless so, you're Michael Jackson right but but so I, so I do find it interesting though that if she had said something along the line of like the stones are fake but like the fact that like the whole glove is a fake and I'm like well it kind of actually makes sense that there's two gloves 
just maybe nothing in the other one, you know. But my my other point just though is fashion wise. But my other my so I have this Infinity Gauntlet on my left hand, but you know, my right hand feels kind of empty. So I'll use the Reality Stone, create another gauntlet on that hand right yeah, there. there oh go. yeah, exactly. real nice. But what I also find weird though is that this is it's Odin's private vault of things for the most part. Like, why would you put a fake glove in your own vault? Like, you know it's not real. Who are you showing it to? Like, like you know. And, and, and the thing is, even if, even if, let's say, his family goes down there, well, they the, wouldn't care if the gauntlet was there or not if they didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, if they didn't know about it, it'd just be like, well, why is there a gauntlet down here anyway? You, you didn't see the plaque on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, it said... Uh, Super Secret Vault Tour Hours. So, yeah. like, they have oh, a tour uh, that right. goes through so right. they can, all the Asgardians can see the treasures and wonders of Asgard. Right. right. But again, though, but like going back to what I'm saying, though, is that it's a vault that it doesn't matter who sees it. Why would you put a fake glove there when no one's asking about it? Like, in other words, it's, it's why like. Why not? But. Why not? Why? Like, why not? No, because that's not, a, that's not even a clever answer to what I'm asking. Like, why not? Give me a why not. Well, I guess that's, what, that's my whole point. Is why you like the way it looked? I guess that doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> uh, I'm asking you for the cord so I can be able to use it for mine for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's an unusual interruption to a podcast. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that's my other thing is just that so that now that um the movies have established that the the gauntlet that was at Asgard is fake altogether. It's like, well, then why did you have a fake gauntlet? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, just so that Hela could look at it and say, fake. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it was more of a nod to the fans than anything else. I, well, this was um, not a nod. I think this was to clarify why um, Thanos had a gauntlet. I think that's all that, that particular scene was. But then, like I said, it just begs other questions you know, yeah. along the way. Well, um, well, who would have thought that that would have opened up all these other questions, too? Because I think a lot of people might not have noticed that. But that it was fake? No, no, that, that you know that, that they mentioned that she mentioned this fake or that it's or to to look at the side of the gauntlet, you know, like the average the average viewer might not have noticed that. So it's kind of interesting. Oh, maybe the, the hand of the gauntlet, but I mean they made a big deal out of her telling us it's no, fake. No, no, but yeah, you know, like, you know. Yeah, so yeah, so that was interesting. And right. what do you think about Idris Elba? He's always great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's always kick ass, he's definitely better than he was in Dark Tower. Right. <laughs> or should I say Idris Elba or should I say Michonne of the, oh. Asgard, of the Asgardians? With his dreads on. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the hood on the dreads and a sword. I'm like, it's just Michonne. <laughs> no, I believe that's called Michael. <laughs> I guess. But I mean I thought I mean it was just interesting the way they, they try to throw him back into it and stuff like that. I you know, I thought I thought it was still a good use of him. Well, yeah, I mean, out of all the Asgardians that died, you had to have somebody that was badass mm-hmm. just to kinda of lead the rebellion back on Asgard. So, you know, I mean, why not him? So now are we happy that we didn't have that we're obviously not going to get a Planet Hulk movie? I'm all right. I mean, no. I, I I loved Planet Hulk, but No. I wanna see a scar on film. With also a She-Hulk, maybe a Red Hulk on there too, God, and man. an A-bomb. You're just you're just dragging down the entire yeah, dude, Hulk thing. Yeah, dude, you, <laughs> that'd be so depressing. Uh, do, did you want to watch Asians of Smash? That sounds like what you want. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what I want. <laughs> All right, exactly. All right. Is there anything else we want to mention before we go into renaming the film and ratings? Nope. Yeah. What? Cap. What? Fuck you. Oh, okay. So you couldn't even do it right. Yeah, one job. One job. One job. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you too. All right. So <laughs> let's go into it. Renaming the movie. I'll go first. And this is and don't mind you, I love the movie, but this is the way it felt like me. Thor Ragnarok, the Thor Van Dyke show. <laughs> Probably if it wasn't tripping over something or being made fun of, or it was like he's 
Really, this is our hero? Really? <laughs> that was just me. Ralph? I call it Thor. Oh, you fuck Ragnarok. <laughs> wow. Funny. Okay, Mike. Well, I just looked at it because the film is like, it's, you know, part Hulk and it's part Thor. I just call it whore. <laughs> <laughs> On the rag or not. <laughs> and you know what's funny? We, we didn't get to mention it. And I guess we, have, we should mention it really quick. Natalie Portman's not in it? The Hulk. Really? Yes. How do we feel about the Hulk? His speaking? Eh. Because that's, because that's a major thing. He didn't play a major part in the movie, but he played a big enough part where it was noticeable. Well, I, with me, I, I was annoyed, just like I was in the comic book with the Planet Hulk. It's like, so you're just angry for two years, including when you sleep? But it, eh, whatever. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. God. I thought it was funny, the little interaction with uh, Thor and Hulk and then Thor and Banner, where he's like acting like uh, the boyfriend. And the, and uh, Hulk is the girlfriend, and so is Banner. He's like, no, but I like you better. I, I don't like the Hulk. And he's like, no, I, I like you, Hulk, better. You, you smash. You know, Banner's really smart. He doesn't do anything. You mean you're talking about more Chris Hemsworth comic gold? <laughs> <laughs> which seems to keep coming up. They keep putting Chris Hemsworth in, in these comic, comedic roles, yeah. which, which kind of worries Eventually, me. one day they'll realize he's not good at comedy. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's my boy. Oh, you love yeah. him in Ghostbusters. That's my boy. boy. <laughs> wow. All right, so let's go into it. Ratings for Thor Ragnarok. Ralph? I give Thor Ragnarok 8 out of 10 quickly drank bottles of liquor. That girl can <laughs> drink, man. Like, whew. Okay, all right. I will go ahead and give it 7.5. The sun's getting real low <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> the sun's getting real low. The sun's getting real low. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad there was a point where he said, stop, stop, all right? Because he kept doing it throughout the whole film. Well, I mean, during that part, I don't, I mean, his reasoning was the sound because he's like, this planet, because he, he's saying like, this planet's designed to stress me out, but he's like, that's why I keep saying this. <laughs> Mike? I give it eight. I want safe passage into the devil's anus out of 10. <laughs> I'm just like, that's what, another one where I was like, really? This is a kid's, a, a kid's, um. Thing. Yeah, it was just one of those weird things. But you know that that um, that opening, that that portal exists. It's the Great Portal, uh, and it's been in Marvel Comics for decades. Uh, it's there. It's their um, Deus Ex Machina of like, oh, we just need to put someone somewhere. So we just say that this, the Great Portal opens up because the Great Portal opens up randomly throughout the universe. Mm. So it takes something and then randomly puts it somewhere else oh, so and then it goes away. So it's the Franklin Richards. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a Deus Ex Machina. It's just like conveniently we need to say like they were in a spaceship and then suddenly they are billions of miles away and. On this planet, and here we go. Grand portal. It's like the great portal. The great portal, whatever. I wonder if at some point they'll uh, introduce the one above all as a character in there. I don't know. I doubt it. Like, I think it's confusing enough with the gods as it is. <laughs> all right, so there you have it. Thor Ragnarok. Who said the third um, movie of the trilogy isn't as good as the first one? But then again, it's Thor, so, you know. Guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, 
Find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. That was more. <laughs> that didn't work. That only worked, but okay. I, I know. I tried to make it work, but it didn't <laughs> All right. So, you know this part of the segment. I give quick questions. Give, give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute, but we try. I mean, I try to make them short. I should make them like yes or no answers. Yeah. Gee, that it only work. took him 115 episodes to realize that. <laughs> he when, is really smart. When Mike guy. comes out with Geeks on the Go, Mike can talk. I can always do it. I, right. I, I do everything else. I hear a challenge. <laughs> I hear a challenge. I do everything Ralph, else. Ralph took up the challenge. He didn't, I didn't even ask for that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I overcame that no, challenge. No, relax, relax. I said Flying you, colors. I just said you, you, you challenged. I didn't say you did well. Yeah, I did incredibly well. What are you talking about? I, I think Mike and I remember that. We both can agree. Whatever. That I did okay. Incredibly well. Let's go. Ready, set, go. Like Thor without his hammer, who's another hero that could have have a movie without a main weapon or power of theirs and still have a good movie? Ralph. Uh, Captain America, Spider Man, Hawkeye. Name one. Punisher. All right, Mike. Isn't that just called Christopher Nolan's Batman? Uh, <laughs> I, I would say Black Widow. I'm not sure if her weapon is her widow's thing or her skin-tight leather outfit, but either way, she'd be effective without you. Don't ask Ralph. You know where that will go. That ass is a weapon. <laughs> All right. What's one thing that, that could make the Justice League movie better than Batman v Superman? Mike. A worldwide blackout. Oh. <laughs> or just call it the Avengers and then show the Avengers movie. Aww. <laughs> Ralph. This guy right here. Stop. <laughs> Luckily, you can't see, so you can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Which horror character slash comic book character combo could make a great comic series? Ralph. Oh, I didn't think of one. I don't know any horror characters. What? Yeah. Look at your life. <laughs> Mike. Uh, it's a Flash and Frankenstein. Call it the quick and the dead. <laughs> Time is up. God. <laughs> the quick and the dead. All right. Last one. And Ralph is laughing. And this is why the show that he likes is okay. still on the air. All right. Yeah. All right. Which MCU villain is considered by you to be the most wasted of a Marvel villain? Ralph. Uh, the villain from Doctor Strange. It's like, what was the point of him? Who? Dormammu? There you go. Oh. No, no, no. Not Dormammu. The other guy. The other guy, the 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 rogue warlock. The, oh, um, exactly. Yeah, See, exactly. Kate, Kate, was it Kalis? I think so. Or, or something along that line. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that guy? Well, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I I I was thinking main villain, but you're, you're right. I guess you're right about that one. He he essentially was the main villain because the, the Marvel was there for like two seconds. And Marvel and Marvel has a habit of kind of throwing away their villains. So. Yeah. yeah. Mike. I, I misread the uh, question there. I thought you just asked for a Marvel villain. I didn't realize you asked for MCU villain. Because my answer was just Mr. Sinister. Because his name alone just tells you how lame he is. <laughs> Although his sibling, gender, gender neutral Shady, was <laughs> immediately written out. <laughs> if, if I gave you a couple of seconds, which we have a bunch of seconds now, and you had to think of a Marvel Cinematic Universe character, villain, sorry, that was underused or disappointingly used, who would you consider? Um... Pretty much any villain from the Iron Man movies, in all honesty, because okay. I, I just don't find them that interesting. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I would say um, that Ultron was very underused. I was waiting for you to say that, honestly. I, when I wrote that question, I said, Mike's going to say Ultron. Well, I mean, Ultron is, but I mean, like, he's still better used than, like you said, like, uh, like Whiplash. I mean, it was just, really? That's your villain? <laughs> you know? But it's not like Whiplash is somebody that you look at and you go, oh, man, that's the guy I want to No, that's see. true, too. You know, like, like, like Ultron, you're like, he can cause destruction, and wow, he's kind of weak. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Shout outs. Any shout outs, Ralph? Mike? I know Mike's got, I know one Mike already has. Ralph? I like to shout out you guys for always being there on the movie day on time and, you know, not having to wait for anybody with no excuses or anything. Did we miss any part of the movie? So then I wasn't late. <laughs> you live down the block, Mike. I live a block and a half away. You live down the block. And that half a block takes time. Oh, my God. It, it's funny watching him and Sam make a race to who's going to get there first, and they both live closest. Exactly. <laughs> well, shout out to Gabe. Yeah, Gabe, who uh, ran part of the marathon to try to get there. <laughs> ran part of the marathon. Yeah. And shout out, obviously, to Ruben for not making it. Yeah. For making it, then not making it. No, no, it was not making it, make it, then not making it. <laughs> and Ruben, I would make fun of you because obviously you had a family emergency. But dude, you 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 flip-flop more than God knows what. <laughs> so I, I kind of laughed at that. Any more shout-outs for you, bro? Does he flip-flop more than a flip-flop? Shut up. <laughs> I guess that's done for you. Mike? Um, well, definitely to my uh, my eldest niece, Aaron, who's in town and got to visit me. Yay. The best uncle in the entire universe. I, I'm not just saying that. It's a fact. Um, uh, uh, excuse me. I'm like the best uncle in the entire galaxy. I, I'm sorry. Unless your niece has actually said that to you, uh, then it's not true. They I, both have. Bro, yeah. at gunpoint, people can say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> but uh, And also, shout out to uh, Cheryl, who best be getting it. I'm still waiting for the U.S. military to contact me about us becoming an official podcast. I thought it was the, the Air Force. The U.S. military. Isn't that, no, that, isn't that the Air Force? It's part of the military. Is it? Yeah. Is, the, the military is the umbrella. Oh my God! Do I have to really break this down? I thought it's <laughs> Army, Air Force, Navy. Yeah, and, and military. The, <laughs> the military. And military. Is all that. God, you guys are killing me. All right. Um, <laughs> let's shout out to her. Um, shout out to Jamal, since we have not heard hide nor hair from this man. Uh, hopefully, he's doing well. And uh, Jamal's a stone. He's all right. Yeah, that's true. Ah. <laughs> That's one for you, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you're wondering what I'm saying, I keep saying, um, keep shouting Troy out, which he gets a shout out for. He was catching up on our podcast recently, and he was saying, "You guys think you're funny." And meanwhile, he's been on the podcast before. He knows about the podcast. I'm like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, you guys laughing your own jokes a little bit too much. You guys think you're funny. You guys are actually really, really corny." So I was like, "Okay." All right, so now every time we say a corny joke, I'm like, that's for you, Troy. <laughs> the fast and the dead. <laughs> the quick and the dead, damn it. Oh, my bad. Oh. And Ralph finds a way to ruin it already. Oh, Any other shout-outs, Mike? Uh, nah, the rest of you know who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, shout-out to Johannes. I'm going to start off with mine. Shout-out to Johannes who said he's gonna by next year he's going to be visiting New York, so we got to set up for that. That's going to be great. Shout-out to Kev who... Um, I actually heard from him, which I'm like, oh, wow, your girlfriend got you unlocked. So that's great. Um, shout out to... She Jer- finally gave him his cell phone back. Oh, shit. <laughs> Late. Shout out to Joe, the intern. Shout out to uh, my cousin Abel, who I'll probably see for Thanksgiving. Um, shout out if to he's him. Abel. Wow. And ready. Abel, I'm sorry. I didn't even write that one. <laughs> um, shout out to um, Hipster Tom that it was his birthday a couple days ago. Wasn't it yesterday? No, no, he celebrated it yesterday. His actual birthday was uh, Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah. Oh. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy yeah. birthday, hipster Tom. We were actually going to have a, a podcast with him on it, but unfortunately, he, he was honest. He goes, Look, I'm going to be too fucking drunk. Don't count on me. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Well, that. thanks for Cap shouting him out to all of his AA buddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, his parents are listening, at least they know. <laughs> He's probably still drunk right now. Dude, he, I don't think he's even sent a text yet. A text yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Say, like, I'm on my way. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And Three years later. All right. What the hell was that? SpongeBob. 
God. Anyway. <laughs> any, any other shout-outs, guys? Nah. All right, so let me wrap this up with a bow and, and send us on home. So for MFG, Mike, the finance guy, and RT Square, Rafa Tech. And Riley, the loudest member. <laughs> That's right. And Riley, the distracting member. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And it's Thanksgiving coming up. Oh, no, wait. They're skipping that for Christmas. 